0: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hi, welcome to Lawyers and Libations. We are Sarah and Rebecca. Thank you for joining us on the inaugural podcast, episode one.
1: Welcome. So we have some champagne to kick off the first episode. Going forward, we're going to have some surprise cocktails from each other or from our guests, but one of my champagne sweatshirt, I thought...
0: It's very fancy. Champagne sounds good. And it's the
1: first one. So I'm going to pop some champagne while while we're getting ready.
0: Go ahead and start with that. So part of our uh, lawyers and libations is we are going to have guests on that are going to tell you about different things that specialize in different areas of the law or... Uh, participate kind of in our daily activities in Atlanta. So uh, they are required to actually bring a surprise drink every time that they make, basically because I'm lazy and don't want to have to do it myself. But the first one, since we don't have a guest, we have Rebecca, who's brought some champs for us. Who loves Bubblies. Yes. So, wanted to tell you all a little bit about us and how we... Met So Rebecca and I are law partners at Stottlemyre & Associates. We both practice personal injury and workers' comp law. Uh,
1: right out. Jesus Christ. Okay.
0: <laughs> at least no one was uh, injured. <laughs> it didn't injured hit in anybody that. in the face. Yeah. Um, but Rebecca and I met when she was at another law firm, and we had a, a good friend that was a defense attorney who introduced us and said, you guys should talk, and maybe you would be interested in working together. And so on kind of the first night out with Rebecca, we both went to UNC, Chapel Hill. Go Heels. Go Heels, except for this terrible season of basketball, whatever shit show that was. But both went to UNC, did not know each other, made out with some of the same people, uh, but did not know each other personally. So we ended up going to a black tie event, and I knew that it was love at first sight when she marched up to the DJ. And requested Rebecca, what song did you request?
1: My favorite rap song, uh, "Give Me That Nut" by (laughs) Eazy.
0: So, needless to say, I actually uh, at my wedding sang that song a cappella with all of my bridesmaids walking down to uh, the lake where I got married. So I knew it was love at first sight um, when she did request that song. That we were immediately soulmates.
1: And it is the best to this day. That is our like go to sing it together girl song, leaving fun steak dinners and
0: it is very funny when, out. when unsuspecting people are in the car with us, uh, though, and we put that on and we rap every every it is. Filthy. Lyric. Maybe we should close with that song. We probably could do that. It could be bad unless there's any children
1: listening. I try to avoid it. Oh yeah. Definitely not safe for children.
0: So Rebecca, tell me briefly your background. Where did you come from? What did you do? What do you practice?
1: So, uh, after college, I moved to Charleston and goofed around for a couple of years as a paralegal at a big law firm. It was a great experience, but I got really tired of doing work for lawyers so they could go play on their boats every day. Mm-hmm. So, I went to law school. Yes. Um, at, so, at the University of South Carolina and practiced law in South Carolina for about nine years and then moved to Atlanta with my husband's job. Um, I was kind of on the fence about working and thought I might stay at home. Oh, No. It was awful. I did it for three months. Um, And so I took the bar and started working. And here I am. And then you came and joined me. And I joined you. Um, But my career started representing injured worker, or not injured workers, representing employers and insurance companies in workers' compensation claims. And I was pretty damn good at it. But my heart never was in it. Like, I could win. I won some really good cases and made sure people didn't get any money or benefits but it never felt good. You're a terrible person. I am a terrible person. I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It was terrible. I never felt good about it. Um, In the last few cases I won, I felt really bad about winning. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that I'm going to do this forever. Like I just didn't, I feel like karma was not on my side if I was going to continue to make sure people didn't get money. Or medical treatment. There so, are
0: tragic things that end up happening to defense attorneys if they're too big assholes. There are. Yeah.
1: There are. So uh, so I ended up switching to a very large plaintiff's firm mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have loved representing injured people ever since. I'll probably do it. And not until I die. I'm definitely going to retire at some point in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I to love To Portugal. It. To Portugal. Yeah, let's. To an island. Portugal. I don't know, a ski slope, something. Well,
0: and you also serve on what's called the Chairman's Advisory Committee on the
1: Legislative Council. Is that right? I do. And what what does that group do? So the State Board of Workers' Compensation in Georgia is chaired by Ben Vinson, and he selects different people within the workers' compensation community to serve um, at his request to help write. I work in the group. We help write new legislation. So...
0: And you are the only female in that
1: group. I am the only female. You? I think I'm the only female that has ever been in that group. I think so, yeah. Um, it's been delightful, a little bit of a challenge. Very challenging. Um, but we rewrote some great legislation this year that just got passed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, little little time consuming, but fun and obviously very rewarding whenever you can make changes that impact people.
0: All right. Well, I'm very glad that you're my law partner. Absolutely. It brings me great joy. Cheers. Cheers to that. I couldn't be happier. You you cannot practice law uh, with people that make you fucking miserable. Uh -uh. So, Rebecca does not do that to me. No. Try to bring Uh -uh. sunshine to every day. You do. So, um, I just a little bit about myself. I'm from Highlands, North Carolina in the mountains. Went to Chapel Hill. uh, Went to law school for three years in hell uh, of Cleveland, Ohio, where it's not sunny for nine months out of the year, and the sky actually spits ice at you, and it's 40 below, and it's, it's a fucking terrible Are place. people
1: even attractive in Ohio? Like, I don't even know what the look is there.
0: Well, um, no, there's a lot of dark jeans and black, uh, black shoes mm-hmm. and black leather jackets. So, being from Carolina girls, that was not the look of any of the boys that we went to school right. with. They were all frat boys and uh, wore rainbow flip-flops. So, I ended up in hell for three years and got back down to the South as quickly as possible um moved to atlanta did a uh year and a half stint at the carter center for international peace working on the international criminal court and the indictments that were coming down out of a couple african countries uh because my favorite thing uh of what i really wanted to practice law on was crimes against humanity and genocide and how to prevent those um moving forward however uh it's very difficult to get a job in that line of work at the International Criminal Court because they're in The Hague and the US really didn't even sign on to the treaty. I mean, so. it doesn't
1: even, I mean, I don't even get paid. Like, I could imagine you don't. that that would be you a don't. lucrative. No, you actually You do it because you want to, not. Yes.
0: So at some point in time, maybe in the future, when I'm older and don't need money anymore, uh, I may, I don't know, move to The Hague and if so I can do that. But right now, I'm not doing that. So um, I then started doing insurance. Well, no, I, I prosecuted um, child deprivation cases at the Fulton County Juvenile Court as a specialist assistant attorney general for two years after that. And then did insurance defense for about five years. And then started my own law firm in 2011. So it's been lovely ever since. And now I am the um, president of the Workers' Comp Claimants Lawyers Bar for the state of Georgia under the Georgia Trial Lawyers Association. Where you have been killing it. Where I have been trying not to kill myself, <laughs> so uh, it's uh, it's a two year stint, and it m- might actually be hell on earth. It's pretty, pretty horrendously. You've a good
1: job. I mean, for our listeners, it's interesting. The people that were in charge before Sarah did a great job, but Sarah doesn't really like meetings or wasting time. Mm-mm. So I do think very good. Our meetings are much more efficient. Yes. There's not a lot of time for like whining and lollygagging.
0: One of my like life creeds I have been known to say, I was not born with time to fuck around. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that I think historically really like to hear themselves talk uh, at meetings and go on about things that are not efficient just to hear themselves bitch. And so I've been quick to shut that shit down. Yeah. Get it wrapped up. Go have fun. Yeah, I'll be like, I couldn't agree with you more. However, that's not what we're here to talk about today. So let's move on to what we are, and we're going to go ahead and take a vote right now. It's been very effective. It has been effective. It's been shorter meetings. Mm -hmm. Yes, Uh, because, again, everybody has other things to do. So um, I do enjoy that. I'm the former president of the Atlanta Bar Association Workers Comp Section. Uh, We run a nonprofit called Holiday Helping Hands that we started in 2012. Cheers to that. Cheers to that, where we help, like... 250 to 300 kids a year with presents during the holidays um, that if their parents have suffered a work-related injury and they can't afford presents during the holidays. So we get to help those kids too. So that's good. I'm trying to think. uh, I'm on the executive committee of the Workers' Injury Law Group for the National Workers' Comp Bar and I mediate for Bay Mediation so I probably do 90% Mediations that are personal injury-based uh, to help parties come together and get their cases settled. So it's good. I had a great one today. Got it settled for the parties. They were very Congratulations. happy. I yeah. know. I love, I love that. It. Um, so kind of the format that we are going to do that we talked about doing and brainstorming was that uh, we would have a fun guest on most episodes and then they would bring a surprise drink, but we will be talking about... Briefly, some stuff that you might want to learn about, like things to do if you suffer work-related injury, or things to do if you're involved in a car accident or fall down in a parking lot or, you know, lose a leg from a doctor that doesn't know what he's doing. Whatever it may be, uh, we will be giving pro tips on those things, and then also talking about some fun Atlanta society things that are <laughs> always
1: ex- always exciting.:
0: Always exciting. Uh, we do know some very colorful characters. Oh, yeah.
1: And some travel tips, you may, you'll soon find out that travel is a large part of my life, but a very large part of Sarah's. It is
0: a very large <laughs> part of my life. Um, I am uh, recently divorced. So I take my daughter who is, uh, she'll be 11 in May, but she's now been to 17 countries because uh, I then what is it was some meme that I saw or something? It was like the therapist says, or it's like one of those ones that says therapist and it's like what do you do when you're feeling sad and lonely and you're like, book that flight! And he's like, no, stop doing that. (laughs) Anyway, we go on lots of trips um, and I think it's vitally important to kind of experience uh the world and see that you're not the biggest thing in it and to show your kids that and do all the things. So we So
1: my therapist calls that avoidance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know My therapist I don't know if y'all have talked about that. Actually
0: calls that avoidance too, <laughs> but then he giggles when I book the next
1: flight. I so mean, it works. Um, it's your it's your coping it mechanism. Is, it, so it's totally fine. It is
0: definitely my coping mechanism. I enjoy travel more than anything because it's just it's I think it's very much like work hard, play hard. Mm-hmm. So like Agreed. when you're in here, you're busting your ass. And then the good news about what we do is that like last summer, I spent a month in Scotland and Portugal, and they are six hours ahead, five, six hours, depending on where you are. And so you could wake up and work every day in the morning, mm-hmm. get all of your emails done. I didn't even put my out of office on. Wow. So that is a bonus that COVID has created.
1: It definitely has. I mean, and even last week, Sarah and I were on a brief ski trip with some other female lawyers and friends we were it was fun. um it was amazing but because of the time change in the reverse i would get up every day at 5 30 and work for like two or three hours drink coffee that's also something you'll um learn also about crazy rebecca
0: she's a f- complete fucking psychopath in the sense that she gets up every morning at 5 a.m she has three children she gets up at 5 a.m and works out and has coffee and has probably done I mean, I don't know, a full day's work by the time I get up. So we're a good pair in that I work at night and she goes to bed earlier and then I'm usually up till like 2 or 3 and she's vice versa. She's up yeah. she's awake 2 hours after I go to bed and killing it. So every morning on the ski trip, I would come upstairs like around 8:30 which Our time is 10.30, so that's fine. And she would have already worked out and been working for three hours minimum.
1: I got a ton of work done. My kids weren't there, so nobody was asking for food or anything. So I could work, ski, après ski. Après ski. And then go to bed. It's perfect. Go to the dispensary.
0: We didn't have any fun at all. It was absolutely a terrible trip. Awful. Um, It was horrendous. So, uh, yes, we do travel a lot, but we work very hard, and we still work while we're traveling. So... I wanted to see, as part of our pro tips today, Rebecca, what are the three top things you should do if you suffer a work-related injury, for our people who have suffered work-related injuries?
1: So, first and foremost, if you are ever injured on the job, you want to notify your supervisor, ideally, both verbally and in writing. Um, Obviously, if it's an emergency situation and you're going straight to the hospital, that's not... Yeah, you don't have to tell anybody then. They know. But like if you hurt your back at work or tweak your knee on the line, make sure that someone knows and make sure that it's in writing. Um, So I think first and foremost, that's what you want to do.
0: And you don't want to, like, go home in between of, like, I'm going to walk it off and it's fine. No. Because a lot of times what happens is you go home and they're like, I don't know what he did that weekend. And mm-hmm. you come back on Monday, you're like, it's still hurting. And they'll be like, oh, but did you hurt it at work yeah. say, or were you moving a couch?
1: If you get hurt on a Friday, for the love of God, don't wait until Monday. Like, no. Tell them on Friday. Text write your an instant report. Do something. Do yeah. something. And then if you have not hired a lawyer yet, if there are any communications, like, I know my text delete in 30 days. That may be intentional. What are you doing? I don't know. I just want... I... <laughs> should I'm anything like, still be there 30 days I later? I don't Probably know. Might go all
0: the way back. I'm I not don't. sure what you're I deleting, know. Rebecca. So okay. I would just
1: say <laughs> screenshot whatever communication it is where you're like, hey, boss, think I hurt my back. What should I do? Um, because you want to put them on notice so that they can offer you medical treatment and so that we can preserve a record. Um The next thing I would do is ask them for medical treatment. Um, They do have a duty to offer treatment to you. Panel of physicians. They should have a list of doctors for you to choose from. Most people don't even know about it until it gets up to upper management. But I think taking those steps protect you down the road. And again, anytime it's in writing, whether it's text or email, I think is super helpful.
0: Another trick, though, on that panel of physicians thing. So they are responsible for... Showing you a panel of physicians, which is a list of doctors. It has to meet certain legal requirements. You don't need to know about that stuff. That's our job. But you select one. Very important. Take a picture of the damn panel. Mm -hmm. Because so often we get into litigation and my client sends me... A panel of doctors that they have that's posted in the workplace and the defense attorney sends me a different one and I'm like who knew that there were multiple panels Mm -hmm. posted which is absolutely a load of shit there's not they're trying to give you the most employer insurer friendly doctors that they have so take a picture of the panel or even better if there's not a panel take like in the break room and it says like here's your workers rights here all this but there's nothing there take a picture of that whole little area wall. there hold on so like it has employee, to be posted
1: it's like a every business has it there's like an employee break room that here's has your a, a bulletin board like this but it would say on there workers like, rights workers rights employment law rights and then the one that has a list of doctors says notice in all caps And so that's the one that should have the list of doctors. Sometimes it'll be blank. Sometimes it'll only have two or three. Got a blank one today. Yep. Got a blank one today. But mysteriously, five minutes later, the insurance company sent one over that was not blank. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So So we're about to fight about that.
0: The issue with that is is if it is an invalid panel or if they didn't have a posted panel of physicians, then you get to choose your own doctor who takes workers' comp. And that's huge because in a comp scenario where you've suffered a work-related injury, the authorized treating physician is the most important person in your case. They say... This is your permanent impairment rating, which translates immediately to money. It they give you your work related restrictions. They tell you when you can go back to work full time, all those things.
1: So And it, they recommend your treatment. Like and you wanna get with somebody huge. good because there are some crap doctors even in Atlanta oh. that I would not let touch anyone. Yeah. Nope. No. No. Um, So our goal, so if there's a blank panel and we get to pick doctors, is always to get people to doctors that we would go to ourselves. Yes. Um,
0: Which I have had a uh, ACL repair from skiing. Shocking. Uh, I've had a lumbar fusion from the lovely birth of my daughter uh, 11 years ago. And so those are the doctors, the surgeons that I send my clients to. It's not the ones that are going to run up the highest bills or that are going to keep you out of work for, you know, Ever, even though you only have like a back strain. It's the ones that I would want to either perform surgery on me, my child, my mother, friends, mm-hmm. things
1: like that. So you yep. can actually get better. Absolutely. I've got my shoulder doc. He just gives me injections, but that's my like go-to. If I have a shoulder client, I get them there. Yes. Um, and so definitely getting medical treatment and figuring out that panel is super important. Um, the third thing I would do is contact an attorney. Ideally, yes, but really anybody, anyone. Um, well, is fine. not anybody. Someone that does workers' compensation. That's also true. Yeah. Um, but I think also understanding just kind of how the system works, um, who you need to talk to, how to protect yourself. Um, like the big thing, like if you get hurt at work and you tell them, you can't just not show up at work again. No. Um, because they'll fire you, and you don't want to get fired. Um, because In- Georgia law is not injured worker friendly, so you want to make sure if you're hurt. That you're kind of playing by their terrible set of rules. It's all a game. They are bad rules, but they, rules. they but all have the legal game, consequences. They do. And if you play by their rules, and you have a good lawyer, and you have good medical treatment, you can do well. But you just have to, particularly that first like seven to twenty one days. I think is a really important period. Woof. Yeah. Um, because that's the time frame in which the insurance company can deny your case. Yes. Um. So I would definitely, don't wait 21 days to call a lawyer. Oh, God, no. I would God, call, no. one, call no, one the no. first week.
0: Pretty quickly, because they also, the one of the biggest things is they're going to help you select a doctor if there is a valid panel of physicians. And if, if they're good lawyers, if you don't need a lawyer, they're going to tell you you don't need a lawyer right now, right? Now, if you want to be ushered through the system, that's 90% of what we do. But if they're a good lawyer, they may say you know, I'll help you pick a doctor, but your employer's doing everything that they need to right now. So you don't need to pay us. Now in Georgia, just for your reference, our fees are set, they're capped statutorily at 25%. So you can't attorney shop and find somebody else that's going to take less and nobody's going to charge you more. 25%. That's what it is of any settlement or some attorneys take 25% of your weekly indemnity benefits if the attorney has to fight to get those started. But- generally speaking we're not billing you by the hour so if i'm not gonna want a client to waste their money or settlement money whenever they get done if their employer's doing everything and they're going to
1: get back to work
0: that's not really when you need an attorney but you can talk to them and if they're good they'll help
1: absolutely and like we do free consultations i probably do two or three consultations a week where i don't sign someone up yeah um but i just go through like here's the law this is what you should expect um, and I'll say the same thing. I'll be like, you're still working. They're letting you treat. They're being cool. In two weeks from now, if they no longer have work for you mm-hmm. or if they're refusing to provide you medical care, call me back. Or if they start being assholes. Right.
0: We do have a lot of clients that um, will say, well, I love my employer. I've been with them forever. Da, 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 da. I don't want to assume. Okay. Number one, you're not suing your employer. You're suing their insurance company. They have insurance co- specifically for that reason to cover any for possible work-related injuries. But... The nicest employer, when they start seeing things, they also can turn pretty crappy. And so a lot uh, of times they'll rarely, be like we're yeah. over this.
1: I mean, I I mean, I can't think of any case where someone at the beginning said, I don't want to do anything wrong. I love my employer that ended up still loving them later. They never loved them later then. No, I mean and I think and I can, you know re whatever, right? What's the right word? Flashback to my defense days. When I would... Revisit. Revisit. you Perfect word. I'm Perfect word. Mm-hmm. I would tell my employers, look, don't be nasty to injured people. They don't want to be hurt. Send them flowers in the hospital. Check on them. Bring them back to work because then they don't hire lawyers. But it's shocking. And will have very serious injuries or in the hospital. And no, their boss never calls to check on them. They don't send them flowers. Mm-hmm. They don't even send them a freaking card. What did that cost? Four bucks? Right. And so those are the people that are like, how do I trust this place? I worked for the last 20 years. My arm just got ripped open and, they haven't and no it. one's even called yeah. to say hi. Uh-uh. Um, so things can change very quickly. It does. So and even
0: though you think that you, your employer may be your most favorite thing in the world, it, it literally might not be in five days from now. So you want to talk to a lawyer so they can help you with your medical treatment. And there's also certain things like return to works, attempting light-duty jobs, all those things where if you don't know the legal ins and outs, your benefits can get suspended while you sit out waiting for nine months to a year to go before an administrative law judge for your hearing issues. And it sucks. So definitely call a lawyer.
1: And one thing that's crazy, it's not like this in other states, but in Georgia, the adjuster can negotiate settlement with an injured worker. Asking a defense attorney, and the injured worker doesn't know what they're agreeing to, and it can get signed off on. Without them knowing, so yes, 100%. if nothing else, for the love of God, if you haven't talked to an attorney within the first 21 days, Mm-mm. if you're about to sign settlement paperwork, oh Jesus, don't. just call call us yeah. and like at least let us tell you if you are losing out on something because there are certain injuries um, that automatically qualify for significantly higher payouts. And I'm going to be honest. These adjusters aren't going to say, oh, hey, guess what? Your arm got amputated, so you're going to get more money. You're actually catastrophic. You're just going to throw out a number at it. They're just going to be like, do you want $15,000? And if someone's desperate, they'll be like, sure. I do want $15,000. And the board will approve it. So, like, anytime, if you are unrepresented, just call. Uh, uh, Call us, but call someone else and at least just make sure that you're on the right track. If you're not, we'll tell you. And if Sometimes you Sometimes are-
0: defense attorneys do shady shit, too, like that, where uh, mm-hmm. I actually had a colleague of mine have to go to the board to get one of, like, a signed stipulation, like, settlement agreement vacated because the defense attorney went to the hospital where the injured worker was still, like, sedated and fucked post up accident, on drugs. Right after post the Post-accident. Accident, and had him sign the thing. See, bad karma. Yeah, you're like a bad. He might not even you're exist You're a bad anymore. fucking person. Yeah. Like you no. are. It's going to be very warm in hell when you end up there. Anyway, oh, so, I hope we
1: don't end up there with him. Yeah. Okay. It won't be because we were nice to so our you,
0: <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah. It won't be because we weren't nice to and to help people. It could be for other things, but generally speaking, we're good people. Um, so that does happen. So definitely call a lawyer. Um, call us. We're here to help if you need it. Um, so that's pretty much what we do. So we're done with the informational section of our thing. So. Biggest pours in Buckhead for Atlanta. If you're not from Atlanta, Buckhead is a, a cute little section of Atlanta that is lovely with lots of good restaurants and it's a little bit more like hoity-toity. You've got the streets of Buckhead, which is like very fancy. The main streets of Buckhead, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is well, shops of Buckhead, not the streets of Buckhead.
1: You have to be Same in designer thing. gear to walk around there. It's definitely not like. I go there for the faint in my sweatpants and a t-shirt because.
0: I, well, I mean, I don't care. But a lot of people are in, what, Balenciaga, whatever it lots may be. Fendi. Yes, lots of Fendi.
1: Um,
0: so there's all those designers there. But, Rebecca Holberg, what would you think is the biggest pour in Buckhead?
1: By biggest pour, we mean, like, strongest drink in Buckhead? Yes. Well, from personal experience, I would say the Yebo espresso martini, which comes... I would say that's the most dangerous in bucket. Do so you want the, the largest, largest or the most dangerous? Largest, largest pour. Like somebody who if Oh, you're... definitely. So I was at Hal's Wednesday oh, night. Hal's will get you every time. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had a blue cheese martini. Blue cheese olive stuff martini. And I did joke when the guy brought it up. Was the, I with you on Wednesday? No, I was with I was with I Maya. was like, was I there? Yeah. Because last time Line I was at went. Hal's
0: his birthday yeah, mm-hmm. had a blue cheese martini um
1: but so the waiter and i joked he goes they're really strong and i go well i know mm-hmm. i've been known to have two and black out so i'm gonna have <laughs> one um but i've been I think- there
0: i've put her in a uber actually i've, I've before ridden dinner. with you yeah. yeah before we even had food because there were two of them
1: yeah. yes i think it how ha- i like. i just think that they're roofied I do. There may be roofies in the blue cheese, but I do think that there is an extraordinary amount of booze. Well, it's like you ratio. order like a bourbon.
0: So I'm a bourbon on the rocks kind mm-hmm. of girl a lot of the time. And uh, I will do like a Buffalo Trace or a Four Roses or a Weller's. So, I mean, all any of those things are delicious. But so you think you go to a num- uh, a normal restaurant in Atlanta and you do like a little shot glass. And they measure it and they put oh, it they, in. I think they double this, it they house, take, at They take No, they just take the whole damn glass, a little short ball one, and then they put some ice in it, and then they fucking pour like this mm-hmm. until it gets to the top, and, and then they it's just deliver it to your table, and you're like, wow, I'm not sure how. I'm so that's get home what. From so
1: there. Ryan and I just went for appetizers and some cocktails. We had he had a disturbing text message that we wanted to to, <laughs> Love to break Gough. down and yeah. analyze. Um, and so I had one blue cheese stuffed olive martini and one glass of wine. I was fine. But he had three liquor drinks. Oh, Jesus. And the next thing Did he like, throw up? One, the next thing he's like, I think I might die. And I go, you had three <laughs> liquor drinks at house. That's like having eight liquor drinks anywhere else. Anywhere else.
0: Anywhere else. So I couldn't agree more. House, biggest pour, so biggest how, pour in Buckhead for sure.
1: How do you think you order it, though? So is it. Do you want it tall? What's the special way to order it so you just get a little bit of liquor and you more You just do,
0: I want slashes. a single in a tall glass. Okay. Is what you would say. Okay. I never really opt for that, though. Because they, I mean, I've never ordered that either. Me, but well, I just, so I also, um, my other favorite drink is uh, what one of my friends has lovingly nicknamed the Sarah Soda. So it's a Tito Soda Three Limes. That's like my standard low-calorie go-out if I'm having cocktails with uh, friends and stuff. And... It, they put it in a tall glass, but it's not. But it's only one, but it, it's only one shot. Oh, no. They At house, it's two or three, and then okay. they put a splash of soda in it. I don't know. I have two of those, and it's all over. Anyway, love it. So, most dangerous drink in Buckhead, what would you
1: say? Oh, that's the espresso martini at Yebo. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So, it's frozen and on tap.
0: I won't drink it. Uh, because I've seen, too many, I, I legitimately do think that they, I mean, not in a bad I think way, it has it, but people it. are, it might have absence. People are fucked up when they drink that. Like, everybody, you go in for just, like, a normal day. I don't drink them specifically because I've seen my girlfriends, maybe
1: Rebecca might be one of them. Didn't you meet a lady who had had, uh, who brought it up? So I've got two good espresso martini stories. One, we were there. I, last year, did this big fundraiser for LLS, and my friend, who was a part of at Tongue and Groove, was having this after party, and like, proceeds were going to go to my LLS campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd organize this big dinner, and That's I was right like, there. we're all, you were there, yep. Okay. So we go to Yebo first for dinner and drinks, and I had two espresso martinis mm, during mm-hmm. dinner, and I ordered a third, and my very conservative husband goes, mm. I don't think you should have a 3rd And I don't really like to be challenged. And I go, (laughs) see you later. You can't tell me what to do. I'm having a third espresso martini. And I did. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the actual fundraiser Mm -hmm. and I couldn't speak. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. That's right. Supply and demand. I could not speak Mm -hmm. or stand at supply and demand. And my friend who worked there and was hosting was like... Are you fucking okay? He was like, "What's wrong with you?" And I was like, "I had three espresso martinis." I do remember this. Yeah, it was so embarrassing. Yes,
0: Ryan did. No, you you pulled
1: it off. Well, I mean, Ryan did well. send you home. I did yeah. go. I went home immediately. Yeah, but the reason I definitely know it's the strongest is I was recently at a cocktail party, met a random stranger, and she goes, "She was super country." She goes, "Hey, <laughs> have you heard of this place called Yebo?" And I was like, oh. "It's delicious." Oddly enough, I ate there at least once it's delicious. a week. She goes, "Well, I went there after tennis and I had 3 of those espresso martinis and I puked on the floor." <laughs> and I was like, whoo. In the middle of the day?" Yeah, middle of the day.
0: God, I feel badly for their staff. They've got to deal with a lot of fucking women that just walk in there unprepared and they're like, "I can have an espresso so martini."
1: Good. They're deli- they taste like
0: ice cream. I know, which is why I have one sip and I stop because I cannot be blackout out in the middle of the day. It, I mean, I can, but I I try to avoid it at all costs.
1: And oh, mm-hmm. it is very fun. Though. But yeah, I think that's the
0: so espresso martini at Gable, uh, most being dangerous, the biggest poor house by far, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people that come into town and you go out to dinner with them, like other lawyers, are like, "Where in the fuck am I? What just mm-hmm. happened here?" You can still smoke inside. piano bar. It's amazing.
1: Maybe next time we talk about the best place to go after after house,
0: house done. Yeah, we can totally do that. Um, Okay. In the news, we have Gwyneth Paltrow ski uh, (laughs) the fucking the ski trial that
1: it was going on while we were on our ski trip, which was it was amazing.
0: So I did see some other meme too that was like, "This is the widest trial I've ever (laughs) seen in my life." I mean, if you just see her face, she's like got this little perch. She's like, "Mm hmm, mm hmm." It's true. He did. He hit me. It was amazing. So
1: verdict in her favor. Go Gwyneth. One dollar. She yeah. got one dollar. That psycho guy got nothing.
0: Nothing. Well, and he had to pay her fucking legal fees, which obviously I were going to be really, really high. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, somebody made the joke. They were like, "She's going to celebrate with two cups of bone broth tonight." Congratulations.
1: It was funny. I, whenever she was on the stand, and they were like, "You know what happened to you?" or "What was the worst thing that happened to you after the accident?" and she was like, "Well, my knee hurt, and I missed a half day of skiing." So like tragic. Dun, dun, dun. So in some ways, you would imagine like as like a regular everyday you know jury person, juryman, would layman. Be like, yeah, they'd be like oh, so condescending. But then you see the interesting part is the guy that's suing her was a doctor who's clearly not poor. Mm-hmm. Like so, it almost turned into like, yeah, a good yeah. That was the,
0: plus he texted his uh, daughter something. And he said, "I'm famous." Mm-hmm. I mean, like what a dick.
1: Uh, well so, and yeah. then the testimony too that she was like standing there and this creeper is him that skied into her. Yeah. And like skied into her and then made this like uh sound like into he her did. bag. He did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Shut so up. then it's like but and the ski incident report was clear that he'd hit her, not that she yeah, hit him. But then he
0: said that the ski instructor forged it.
1: Yeah. Well okay. that's because there's some other guy that was his friend was supposedly watching. And colorblind with bad vision that saw her hit him. <laughs> like it was such crap. And you knew it was crap when their initial de- like I think what they were initially sued for three point five. Oh
0: yeah, and then he and dropped then it to
1: like three hundred. Under three hundred. So you could tell the attorneys were probably in full panic. Man. So yeah, they're they like, were like, please stop oh, yeah. right now. And
0: now they're and
1: now they're paying attorneys. Think though, like,
0: Yeah, but that's the question, like, is that dude gonna actually pay her lawyers or no? Probably not.
1: He's a doctor, he's gotta have money. I don't know. He seemed like he's famous now. Awful. I'm sure he'll do like an interview for people. Yeah, gross. Yeah. He's I don't awful. know. So, but she did lean forward and say, I wish you well. That's what she whispered in his ear. She walked out like a Gwyneth. It's like, God bless you in the South. Like, that I was know. so condescending. It, I oh, liked it.
0: I'm sure. I wish you well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but apparently he said he took it as very kind and it was very lovely. And I was like, <laughs> because he's famous now. Because, yeah. was his
1: goal. He I, was like, I'm going to like umph in her back and be famous.
0: Just start an OnlyFans page. He can be famous that way. So gross. That'll be a topic for another episode. It will be. Um, But we thank you for joining us for our first podcast episode ever of Lawyers and Libations with Rebecca and Sarah. And we'll see you next time.
1: Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats.